guys. Welcome to Biscuits and uh, Gravy. Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. Yeah. <laughs> totally spaced out there. All That's right. okay. I do it all the time. <laughs> um, We got a great show for you guys today, I think. Um, I think it's very eclectic. Yeah. A lot going on, a lot of different subjects. You know, I actually had a lot of compliments about the uh, our last episode with the... Uh, 15 random facts that may not be a fact. I like that. That was a fun that was a fun little uh, fun little time. I you know and it was and having our little okay well we don't believe this we're going to look it up. So that, yeah. you know, that that made it better. Um so yeah, apparently people were kind of were surprised about the whole, you know, you can possibly catch chlamydia from snuggling a koala. with a koala. Yes, yes, that was uh yeah, like, and it's it's weird because what is I think it I think it is like eighty three percent or something of the population of koalas have chlamydia. <laughs> Eight it's out like of every ten. Yeah, it's like a navy ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, STD forty. What was that? The free yeah. table. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh my god. I see, and that's a that's the thing. I was never put on one of the love boats. We never had a mixed crew. It was always all guys. Yeah, same here. So I never. I, I don't know. I don't know the troubles. We always heard the problems that went on on them. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I'd have hated that shit. Let's see here. Well, I, I got a. Uh, here, here's. Well, you know what? We're going to have to do that 15 random facts more often. Okay. How about. Uh... The next one, we'll do another 15. You'll pick 15, I'll pick 15. We'll call bullshit on each other. I like that. That could be All an right. episode right there. Yeah, we're having a hard time finding topics and being able to write them down just in time for the next... Yeah, it's there's so much. And yeah, the, there is. And the ones you really want to talk about, you know are going to take longer than we talk. You know, so you want to try and get it as concise as possible and still get your points across. And with some of these topics we do want to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, it is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. So that's why you end up with the Michigan dog man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, before we get going, I have to tell you this about this movie I watched, man. So uh, it was recommended to me as a good modern horror movie <clears throat> directed by Kevin Smith, the guy who directed Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy, all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. It's called Tusk, T-U-S-K, Tusk. And it is about a podcaster that kind of goes to this guy's house to interview him and talk to him. And the guy ends up... Uh, Kind of kidnapping him and holding him there, and doing wait, freaky stuff with him. Wait, the the guy who was being interviewed or the podcaster kidnapped? No, him? no, no. The guy who's being interviewed kidnaps the podcaster. Nice. And ends up holding him there and doing freaky shit to him. And I was watching this and I was like, I gotta tell biscuits about this. <laughs> I was like, this. Is, I see this. Like, I see the first time he's like, I want to go interview somebody. Like, all right, here we go. It's gonna end up a damn lamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Totally, I, I I could see myself doing that. My luck, I would be kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Would you like some candy as well? Hell yeah, I would. That sounds delicious. Just not jelly beans. <laughs> Why not jelly beans? You don't is remember it the, it, do you? Is it the fact that the shells are made of the, the beetle stuff? Yeah, the beetle shit. Yeah. Is that is that the only reason? Yeah. Dude, there are like little micro worms on your face that come out at night and have sex on you. And you're worried about a little beetle on a jelly bean. Yeah, plus it gets stuck in my teeth. <laughs> now that's a better reason <laughs> that I get. I get the good dental hygiene angle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my teeth are screwed up enough. And put, put it this way, all right. And any of you listening, and, and maybe I don't know, probably none of you, you could comprehend, could you know, are are in the same way. Very few people as white as me, but I wish my teeth were as white as my as my legs, and I wish my, um, yeah, I wish my well, legs were as is uh, is as dark as your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, is it just you know? Could you could you just use a whitening? Or uh, I haven't really tried that. I, I come because I've done that before, and. And especially being a, a heavy smoker, like when I did it, it really helped, man. And a heavy coffee drinker, too. I mean, it really took a lot of stuff off when I got a whitening treatment. Because hmm. I, I learned a long time ago that I guess, you know, there's one thing between not brushing your teeth everything. But there's also a, apparently a, a genetic thing with your teeth. It just naturally is, you know, no matter Some people what. Have- some people have softer teeth than others. Yeah. And if you do, you're going to get more cavities, more problems. You know, I mean, it's just going to happen. No matter how good your dental hygiene is, it's going to, you're, something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've tried to explain that to the, the VA guys or the, even some of the military guys. And, they, you know, of course, you're an enlisted guy. They're an officer. And, you know, they're like, you can't really argue with them. But then again, I, I, I do. And it's like... <laughs> They're like, oh, you're full of shit. You know, I'm a, I'm a doctor. You're not. Well, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah, but that actually is true. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what's kind of a kick in the ass about that. Yeah, the whole genetic predisposition to poor teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just... it's not yeah, your genes. It's... it's your fault. Okay. I try. It's not me, it's my genes. I have a health problem. That's the only time I've ever used that before, you know, because I've had a doctor, actually, a specialist, actually, explain it, but, yeah. Hmm. If you don't have it in writing, it's not true. That's right. Exactly. That's right. You didn't document it, it didn't happen. So, the topic you're going over today... It's, it's coming to the close of baseball season. Thank goodness. I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I never have been. Uh, my mother is a huge Cubbies fan. My sister loves baseball. Uh, I, I like going to the, to like the minor league games that we have around here. You know, we got the Durham Bowls and we got the Mudcats and stuff. And they're really fun to go to, I think, the smaller games. Uh-huh. I've seen professionals play and I really, I, I, got, I get more of a charge out of the young guys or the, that, I guess you could say, amateurs. But the guy I'm going to talk about is called Rube Waddell. 
and he's probably the greatest baseball player very few people have ever heard of. Uh, it was early 1900s, and his pitching record was better than Cy Young's. People who don't know the Cy Young Award, that's a pitching award for baseball. Mm-hmm. I had to look it up. I didn't know that either. So that's who I'm going to discuss tonight. And the guy was just, he was he was a complete lunatic, but brilliant on the mound. I absolutely, if I could live, if I could come back and live another life, I'd like to have lived his. Like even one year of it <laughs> would be awesome. Not like one through five, though. I think that would suck. Yeah. Like you come back and you're crapping yourself again. And you're like, ah, it's like turn of the century. You're giving me unpastured goat milk. <laughs> well, I mean, you went, you pretty much you come into the world, you go out of the world as soon as you come in. Bald shitting yourself and crying, speaking, crying and speaking incoherently. Yeah. I'm already uh, there, gosh. pretty much. I, I was about to say. <laughs> Except the we're just, part. We're, we're just, screw you. So you're saying I'm like farther <laughs> along. See, I got that. I got that. No, no, I, on the hair. I'm talking, speaking incoherently. I've got well, that down pretty good. Yeah. I have to care about polycatonics on there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have a, here's my topic. It's about a, two teenagers. Um... Their bodies were found, and there. This was a small little portion on uh, about it on Unsolved Mysteries back in, I don't know what year it was, but um, love that damn show. <laughs> I do too. But I've, I've gotten into a lot more detail, and there's ties in with, you know, what this the famous ex-president and his evil evil wife. Oh God, the Clintons. Yes. So that's my worst topic. thing that man ever did was get a blowjob. Seriously, that's the worst thing that poor guy ever did. <laughs> no, no, because and here's the thing: she knows all about years is doing this long before he was president, but she was okay with it, you know, because she's doing her stuff on the side too. She's more sure, about oh, the sure. image. She's more about the image. Yeah, yeah, she's very image conscious. You're right about that. It's a very. Uh, it's a very facade-oriented relationship, it appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take a uh, small-town murder and turn it into a little conspiracy thing, which you actually will look it up, and there's actually quite a bit on it. Um, <coughs> you go on, like, some YouTube videos, and you'll find videos anywhere between an hour, two hours, three hours long just about the subject. But, you know, it's that's too long. You know, I've gotten down one, two, three, three and a half pages here of notes on it. So it'll be my only topic. But, yes, um, I do believe Unsolved Mysteries. Um, I have to look up the actual uh, statistics or the, the numbers on it. But a good portion of those were solved. And we need it. Now, granted. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it, but I like too that it not only dealt with actual real life mysteries, but it also did some of the paranormal stuff. It, it would just kind of touch on some of that, or some of the weird reports. Yeah, even you the know? ones were like uh, separated at birth or something, and people yeah, find or all yeah. kinds of stories like that. They really just kind of all around, and 
I mean, there are some stories in there just just freaked me out. And well, that's where they still do. We talked earlier about how that's where a Jeepers Creepers came from, the uh, unsolved mystery story. Hmm. Yeah, the guy the guy who wrote Jeepers Creepers had watched that little thing, little fifteen minute blibble on uh, unsolved mysteries, and he wrote Jeepers Creepers out of it. Is there another one? Where here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're invading, but I'm fine. I I, I thought I'd heard it got like <laughs> really loud and it's like yeah. Wait, wait a minute. What what is that? Okay. Yeah. It's either okay. an airplane or a really close UFO. <laughs> look at the window. Hang on. Look at. No. no. Not UFO. Okay. That's too bad. I know. I'm kind of bummed. I'll give I've been you that. waiting. I sleep naked just for them. Really? I can't wait to get. I can't wait to get probed. Get the well. I mean, have Vaseline right there and just get it prepped. If they do it to me, I'm just gonna look back and say, "Is that all you got?" <laughs> well, at least <laughs> give me a coffee or something or drink something to eat. Come on now. That's right. Turkey sandwich, chicken pita, anything? You got something for me? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go with the chicken sandwich. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, I love a chicken pita. Should I go ahead and uh, hit mine? It's kind of long. Just get out of the way with. Yeah, if you want to, man. You know I'm going to have questions throughout, so we, yours always end up longer anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, now, y'all going to have to bear with me. You might have to rewind a little bit here and there because I'm putting a lot of, you know, specific information out. But it, it's just what I've gotten put all together. Um, hopefully, even though I did reread it, hopefully I didn't, like, put something down twice. But we'll see. All right. Um. <clears throat> The apparent murder in Saline County in 1987 of 17-year-old Kevin Ives and 17-year-old um, or 16-year-old Don Henry was spurred an ongoing controversy, including conspiracy theories tying their deaths to a drug smuggling scandal. The case was subject uh, uh, was the subject of a journalist, Mary. Uh, Leverett's award-winning book, The Boys on the Tracks. I probably screwed her last name. I don't care. Anyway, That's okay. <laughs> We're not linguistic people here. Exactly. <laughs> Just we talk for what we do for fun. His <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Swisson Swanson Salamander <laughs> Spetty. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. All right. Back to the serious business. <laughs> In the pre-dawn hours of August 23rd, 1987, at or around 4 a.m., a 6,000-ton cargo train made its regular night run to Little Rock, Arkansas. The train was just over a mile long and, speed, and traveling at a speed of 52 miles per hour. The train was, had been riding smoothly as engineer Stephen Schroyer approached the small town of Bryant, Arkansas. Suddenly, he saw something in his path, but couldn't tell what it was. As the train grew, drew closer, um, Scheuer made the horrifying <sighs> discovery that two boys were lying motionlessly across the railroad tracks. The train was unable to avoid running over the bodies. Despite the engineer's frantic emergency stop, the weight of the heavy cargo train carried it for a full half mile. The boys' bodies were terribly mangled. I remember this one now. Yeah. God, it came back to me like a flood. Go on, this is so cool. Oh, God. Yeah. 
She's cool. <laughs> Dude, dudes died. <laughs> you sick, no, not like sick. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because it's just because I remember the story and the fact that you're linking it like this. I find it cool because I remember the actual unsolved mystery story now. So now I'm very interested about how this is gonna link. Yeah, I was actually watching because late at night I either watch Forensic Files or Unsolved Mysteries to fall asleep to. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's relaxing. I do for I do for I do foren- forensic files. Ugh. So the other night I didn't have a topic and it just happened to be I was like, oh, perfect. And I, what do you, you know watch what? Unsolved Mysteries on? And um, there's like two different either Amazon or on Netflix. Netflix? It's on Netflix. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, and it was funny because, like, it started going. I didn't even mention, like, say the word murder or the guy's names. I just immediately thought, came to my head, aha, the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, back to it. I'm sorry. Now, the uh, as we went, the, you know, engineers of the train, they really tried to stop it. It didn't stop it in time. As a matter of fact, it took for a... Uh, uh, the train traveled for another full half mile before it did. Um, yeah. The bodies were terribly mangled. The train's crew immediately reported the incident to the railroad officials and to local law enforcement at Benton, which is in Saline County, Arkansas, where the train had come to a full stop. By uh, 4.40 a.m., local and state police had arrived at the scene and begun investigating. At first, local officials treated the incident like an apparent suicide, despite the objections of the train crew. Now, Kevin and Don were typically teenage boys. All right, we're going to go and look to them a little bit what happened that night before their murder. Um, they loved to work on cars. They loved to hunt. Now, Don was a natural comedian, and Kevin was his best audience. Uh, most weekends, the, they double dated with their girlfriends. However, on the night of Saturday, August 22nd, 1987, Kevin and Don met up with a group of friends at the community parking lot or commuter parking lot. Uh, favorite gathering place for the local teenagers. Around midnight, the two boys left to go back to Don's house. Kevin waited on the porch while Don went inside to talk to his father, Curtis Henry. Uh, the two boys set off to go spotlighting, a uh, form of night hunting which is illegal in Arkansas. Basically, one of them would shine a light in the animal's eyes, transfixing the prey while the other fired. Um, that night, the boys chose their usual hunting ground along the railroad tracks that ran behind Don's house. Uh, three hours later, the train came speeding down Bryant Hill. The boys were laying exactly parallel on the tracks. Their arms were straight down by their sides. According to the train crew, they were partially covered by a light green tarp. Um, lying parallel to both of them was Don's twenty-two caliber rifle. Uh, that is according to uh, Stephen Schroyer. Neither boy was moving. Okay. Um, folks, if you want to follow along, probably good to like write people's names or whatever. It kind of help you understand a little bit. Especially of a, a short-term memory loss like myself. Um, <laughs> by now, I'd be like, wait, what? It, it is hard because there is a lot of info that comes out fast. Yeah. Spaghetti? Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Squirrel. <laughs> okay. All right. The um the spot where the bodies were found was about a mile from the home of Henry's family in Alexander. 
On Monday, local officials contacted the Ives and Henry families after the two boys had been identified conclusively through dental records. Their story was covered statewide and soon went national. State officials, including the state medical examiner, Dr. Femi Malak, ruled the boy's death as an apparent suicide, despite the fact that all four parents disputing the ruling. A week after Ives and Henry were buried, the parents were summoned to the office of a state medical examiner. Malak, the asshole, said that, there were, that these were two accidental deaths due to THC intoxication. Now, anybody knows THC a component of marijuana. Now, yeah. M- Malik's theory... You know, here, listen to this. Malik's... <laughs> I, really? <laughs> well, no. You, you're, this, this will get you right here. Malik's, okay. Malik's theory was that the two boys had smoked enough marijuana that they simply fell asleep on the tracks that night before being overrun. Pretty much the equivalent of 20 marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Even when I used to smoke, you know, I... Five was heavy. <laughs> and it, But when you were doing that, you weren't... If you were going out to catch a buzz, you yeah. went out, you caught your buzz, you came home. You know, because you knew you'd kind of have to function around family. Although I did have a weird experience going to my buddy's house for a few drinks and a and a and a little smoke as a teenager. I remember trying to walk home and like the cop would just kind of late at night and the cop was just slowly creeping down the road. I'm just oh like, yeah. Every footstep that I would take, it sounded like it was just really loud. So I'm yeah, trying, I'm trying to silently you become super self conscious. <laughs> Yeah, that because do I do I look? You're brushing your sleeves off like in Friday. Do I still look high? Do I still look high? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Every sound steps like a car. Or sounds like a car has gotten erect. <laughs> you know, it's a bad thing when you're sitting at a stop sign waiting for it to turn green. Like, man, this thing is long. <laughs> and you're not in a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh gosh, good. Okay, now um, oh yeah, it's this it's mouth. so preposterous. It's just nauseating. Oh yeah, now this Malaga guy, you're gonna hear more about this story here shortly. Um, okay. like I said, his theory was the two boys had smoked enough marijuana. They simply fell asleep on the tracks the night before running over. You know, smoking the equivalent of twenty marijuana cigarettes. Uh, local authorities did not question Malik's findings, but the parents were motivated to conduct their own investigation. Absolutely. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I mean, granted, they were spotlighting. They were breaking the law. Um, it does kind of irk me, but was there any previous evidence that the boys were drug users? Uh, I, mean, I mean, they smoked you, a little bit of pot here and there. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, if you're rolling, if you're rolling 20 joints, I mean, you have a significant amount and you are going to have supplies somewhere in your room as a kid of that age. Yeah. I mean, e- even like 20 between two guys, that's just, I've never heard of that. It's, I know it's Jesus a, is smoke 24 seven. That's, that's obnoxious. That's an obnoxious amount Yeah. of reefer. I mean, just obnoxious. 
Okay, where do we go? Um, according to uh, Leverett, Malik was accused by his own staff of keeping outdated crime lab stationery on which he allegedly falsified findings and autopsy reports just before certain cases went to court. Moreover, the oh, hospital... Okay. Yeah, moreover, the hospital where the boys were taken and examined kept no records of, the, of their presence there. The hospital clerk told an investigator, per Leverett, that, um, uh, where was, oh yeah, the, uh, that's why the families were not billed, because they had no record of them there at all. That's what? Fucked up, yes. See, that is so shady. Mm-hmm. However, a medical report found by an EMT at the tracks that night noted that the boy's blood looked like it lacked oxygen, uh, raising questions about whether Ives and Henry were already dead when they hit when the train hit them. I mean, well, I mean, how, and would you also have to go with how long dead? You know, it takes a while for rigor mortis to set in. Takes takes even longer for liver mortis to set in, so you can well, see how a body settles. And you got a four-hour yeah. time frame where you know, because they left the party whatever at at a uh, uh, at around midnight, and I believe if I remember right, it was a little bit after one or right around one when uh, they left uh, Don's house after he talked to his dad and got the flashlight yeah. and you know his rifle. So yeah. you're thinking what between one o'clock in the morning and around four in the morning? That's a three-hour three time hour. span, you know. I mean, that's a that's a God. I forget the time for rigor. I really do. Yeah. But I thought around like three to four hours, you're already in rigor. Mm-hmm. Like they'd have been they, depending on how mangled they were. Like I said, on how mangled the bodies actually were. I'm sure they, if they did them crosswise across the track, their torsos and legs and everything got tore the hell up. So you probably wouldn't be able to tell anyway. Yeah. Now, five months after their sons were killed, the boys' parents held a press conference. They hoped to force authorities to reopen the investigation. The day after their press conference, the investigation <laughs> was nice. Yeah, you're welcome. That had some deepness. Like, it yeah. really did. It was in the throat. <laughs> that sounded awful. Impressive. Let's see how that comes out on the recording. <laughs> the uh, the day after the press conference, the investigation was officially reopened. Newly appointed prosecutor Richard Garrett had the boys' bodies exhumed for a second autopsy. Uh, the doctor concluded that together the boys had smoked not 20, but 1 to 3 marijuana cigarettes. Not even enough to drop you. Well, depending on... The weed. Even then, I mean, you're not gonna. You, these boys were perfectly per, um, parallel to each other, you know. Yeah. Arms at their sides, and you know, rifle, you know, parallel to both of them. And it's, I mean, from what I understand from from uh, my my tracker training, when it comes to dying, if you're if you die while standing up, typically you're you're your feet are crossed when you land. Really? Yeah. No kidding. I that I'm going off of memory. It's like he'd been a year, so don't quote me on it. That's interesting as hell. I ha I Why? do have to look it up. I don't know. Cause you pretty much you die standing up. So you're dead before you even body hits the ground. So you're so pretty you, much you go limp and Yeah, I but guess, why do your legs cross? I don't know. 
Like, am I just getting in that comfortable recliner state? <laughs> you know, as passing is coming, like, this is it, the big lazy boy. <laughs> well, you know what? After this, we'll have to look it up. I'm going to have to, because that is, that is really interesting. Well, you're the medical guy. Go ask your doctor. I, that, I don't know if that's something they cover in medical school, really. If you die standing up, your legs are crossed. That sounds more like uh, forensic pathology or something like that, wouldn't yeah. you think? Yeah, that would. All right, here. Um, now, Prosecutor Garrett focused on the green tarp reported by the train crew. Neither boy owned one, and Garrett wanted to know who had covered them with it and why. However, police who searched the scene later denied the engineering shore had even uh, had even told them about the tarp. Uh, according to Schroer, they even questioned the tarp's existence. Then another intriguing uh, lead surfaced. One week before the boys were killed, a man wearing military fatigues was spotted near the train tracks. Okay, this is a week before the, mur the murder. Yeah. And uh, his behavior was aroused suspicion. When police officer Danny Allen stopped to question him, the man opened fire. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that escalated quickly. Hey, sir, what are you doing by the train? Bam, bam, bam. Holy God. That's and, not cool. Yeah, and they the they did a search. As a matter of fact, I believe there was officers from that and the neighboring county, and they never did find the guy. Um, what the hell? <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, on the same night uh, that Kevin and Don died, witnesses again reported seeing a man in military fatigues. This time, he was heading uh, down a road less than 200 yards from the spot where the boys' bodies were found. Police, however, were un unable to locate him. Uh, Don Henry's t-shirt was analyzed by an ex expert pathologist. Uh, cuts in the fabric indicated that Don was stabbed before the train ran him over. In light of this new evidence, the grand jury charged or changed its ruling from probable homicide to definite homicide. So first they put it, you know, as a suicide. Then they, you know, do the second investigation and then become, okay, it's a probable. And then they find this as make it a definite homicide. You know, and that's that's only doesn't because, sound shady at all. Oh yeah, not at all. I mean, and it, it's you got to give credit to the family. You know, they that's it. It's pressure they kept putting on them. Yeah, I mean, they they did a public uh, uh, press conference, and I mean, you you want to you want to piss off uh, uh, and get attention. That's that's the way to do it. That is. Let's see here. Now, in March 1988, the parents announced that Dr. James Garrett of San Antonio, Texas, had given a second opinion to Malik's findings. Uh, Garrett concluded that it was highly unlikely for any amount of THC exposure to have effects that Malik had alleged, and that the only true reliable test for the presence of drugs in the boy's system, mass spectrometry, had not been performed. Another toxologist, Dr. Arthur J. Uh, McBrain of North Carolina, said that Malik's conclusions were very bizarre and that he had never heard of anyone becoming unconscious from exposure to any amount of THC. However, Saline County Sheriff James H. Steed Jr. repeatedly told the Benton Courier that there was nothing at the tracks that night to suggest that it was nothing more than a strange accident. Uh, Linda Ives, mother of Kevin Ives, criticized Steed's administration in a letter she had published in the Benton Courier. After that, Dan Harmon, the parents' lawyer, made a deal with Steed in February 1988. If the parents could withdraw the criticism of Steed and support him, they would get the investigation they had, all, they had wanted all along. Yeah, that's not shady at all. That's some blackmail-ass shit right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, withdraw your stuff and we'll give you what you... I mean, come on. 
Oh. You know, Listen. something like that happened to me. You know, people don't... Uh, see, here, I always carry one of those small little voice recorder things with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... I, I, I do that to save my butt. I've learned too many times that people... And I've had too many times people screw me over. So, you know, I like, I like to be prepared. Man, you're getting towards the uh, other end of paranoid now. <laughs> that it, that is not. Do you what... record? Do you do you record it when we talk? When we talk on the phone? No. Are you recording right now? Yeah, we're doing a show. Oh, oh! <gasps> this is a show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a program on my phone, so where somebody talk automatically records it. Well, yeah, you should. But I, but I, I have a, you know, I go through and delete after like, you know, a week or so, unless it's, unless it's something really important, then I'll just go and I'll, I'll save it and, you know, someone wants to question me or blackmail me, I can, you know, I'm. You're good to go. I don't know what you're talking about. You need to start compiling them on flash drives, man. I, I do stuff with them. Ah, there you go. All right, six months after the incident, a three-day-long hearing was held in the Saline County Courthouse in Benton with the Ivies and Henry families hoping to get a new ruling. With the help of lawyers Dan Henry and Richard Garrett, Malek's ruling of accidental death was overturned, but the result was hardly definitive. On April 26, 1988, five days after the hearing, the cause of death's boy was changed from accidental to undetermined. And then, you know, it was actually changed to, you know, definite homicide. Um, following discovery of the new information about a second autopsy of the two boys' bodies by Georgia Medical Examiner Joseph Burton, the case was put before a grand jury in April 1988. That May, an editorial in the Benton Courier posted the possibility that the boys may have been murdered. Uh, a month after that, the grand jury ruled the death as a probable homicide. Before leaving Arkansas, Benton told Garrett that his that per his calculations, the two boys had smoked only one or two. Or you know, one or two joints of marijuana before their deaths, as we went over before. Um, mm-hmm. Don Henry's T-shirt was analyzed by an expert pathologist. Cuts in, if, you know, indicating that Don he was stabbed. I already went over that part. Um, NBC's hit show Unsolved Mysteries featured a segment of the case in the fall of 1988. When asked about his thoughts on the case by uh, host Robert Stack, Garrett alleged, alleged that the boys saw something they shouldn't have seen, and it had to do with drugs. Uh, despite the grand jury's announcement that the boys' deaths may have been related to drug trafficking, Sheriff Steed refused to allow any funds to aid in the investigation. Um, Steed also lied about where he had sent the boys' closing for, clothing for examination. Per Leverett, Steed sent the clothes to the Arkansas State Crime Lab, not the federal. I mean, that who, who's, who's the governor of uh, Arkansas at that time? Oh, wasn't it, uh, oh, jeez, who was that one guy? Willie. Real good on the saxophone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. he could really belt it out. Yep. And yep. I tell you, he had he had the greatest head about him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, you know, think about it. Instead of, instead of the, you know, the clothes sent to be a crime lab, the federal crime lab, no, they were sent to the state one who, you know, in Arkansas, that is the governor, Bill Clinton, who, um, you know, obviously, if there's something going down he's a part of, he's going to make sure that whatever he wants out gets out, whatever he doesn't, doesn't. 
right. Sounds like um, a Rockefeller or a Rothschild or a J.P. Morgan, you know? Yeah. So they weren't sent to the Federal Bureau of Investigation as it was supposed to. Steed was not reelected as county sheriff following his involvement with the case. Uh, the focus of the investigations turned towards allegations that their deaths had something to do with drug trafficking and some additional people who thought to be connected to the deaths or have information, people who knew each other and supposedly knew things about what uh, Leverett calls the county's drug world, uh, drug underworld. Two days after Steed lost the election, Keith McCastle, uh, um, one of the Herman's informants in the case, who was asked by Herman, to take aerial photographs of the crime scene was murdered. Now, nice. You know, someone else murdered, you know, trying to get into the investigation. Okay. Right. Um, wow. McCastle was also a well-known manager of a local club on the Saline uh, County, uh, Pulaski County line. On January 22, 1989, 26-year-old Greg Collins, who had been called to testify before the grand jury died from three shotgun blasts to the face. Jesus Christ. In addition, just weeks before, Collins' friend Keith Connie, who had also called to testify to the grand jury, died in a motor motorcycle accident. By March 1989, another recipient of a subpoena to appear before the grand jury, Daniel uh, Bearden, had disappeared. Uh, another death supposedly connected with the case was that of 21-year-old Jeffrey Edward Rhodes, whose body was found in a landfill in April 1989. The deaths were ruled homicides in March 1990, after yet another investigation, but per the Arkansas Gazette, there were no reported arrests. On September 10, 1991, four years after the deaths of Kevin Ives and Don Henry, the announcement of Malik's resignation appeared in the Arkansas Gazette, with uh, Governor Bill Clinton's presidential campaign being around the same time, some alleged that Malik had been a deal or had made a deal with Clinton, but Malik repeatedly denied the accusations. In 1994, the Clinton Chronicles, a propaganda video supported to connect, connect Bill Clinton to various crimes, was released. The deaths of Ivies and Henry were among those to which Bill Clinton was supposedly connected. The Clinton, the Clinton Chronicles advanced the conspiracy theory that while governor of Arkansas, Clinton had connection to, sca uh, scandal, to a scandal involving large shipments of cocaine, guns, and money from Central America passing through Arkansas at the uh, Intermountain Municipal Airport. It further uh, speculated that the two boys had been murdered after stumbling upon a shipment moving through the Saline County that night in August of 1987. God. One more page. Coke and guns. God, Bill, you are the man. Oh, yeah. Keep it up. And uh, I don't even know if you can these days. Anyways. Um, hey, uh, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right, now, Harmon, who had represented the Ives and Henry parents, was convicted of racketeering, conspiracy, ex, uh, extortion, and drug possession with intent to distribute in 1997. Uh, Leverett says in her book that his conviction and the resulting 11-year prison sentence handed down in 98 proved to the boys' parents at least that their son's death had occurred in an environment of local corruption. Despite the existive, uh, ex exhaustive collection of details that Leverett provides in the book, she offers no answer to the questions it raises. The case remains unsolved. In August 2016, a new lawsuit was filed by Linda Ives, uh, citing a violation of the Freedom of Information 
act by local and federal officials or stonewalling in relation to the boy's death. On November 15, 2017, a federal judge ordered three defendants in the suit, the Executive Office of U.S. Attorneys, the Drug Enforcement Administrative, and the Department of Homeland Security to turn over uh, for private review documents that had formerly been redacted. The judge dismissed several other agencies from the suit, including the Central Intelligence Agency, the U.S. State Department, the FBI, the Arkansas State Police, the Salem County Sheriff's Office, and the Bryant Police Department. It was reported in February 2018 that former World Wrestling Federation wrestler Billy Jack Haynes had recorded a video testimony in which he claimed to have witnessed the murders of Ives and Henry while providing security for a drug trafficking drop in 1987. So they were hiring wrestlers to do security for drug operations. Yeah, in that little documentary that I read, if I remember, that was I think that was the one where I watched where there is a open field that was surrounded by woods near the train tracks, and uh-huh. um, apparently while they were doing their spotting, uh, while the two boys were doing their spotting, you know, in the early, early, early morning hours. Um, at that time, a plane had you know middle of the night landed in this open little field. And mm-hmm. did a little exchange of money, drugs, or whatever it was, and um, and took off. Apparently, these boys had uh, they had witnessed, been witness to what was going on. I guess uh, a couple guys had spotted them, yelled at them, and the boys ran off. And it said that you know guys that were there for that drop were the ones involved with killing him. Wow. And that money was, there was a firm or something involved with the Clintons. I forgot what the name of it was, but it was more like a money laundering thing. And it was uh, one of the, one of several different companies or nonprofit organizations that was using, you know, laundering money and using for, you know, the drugs and trafficking, all that kind of stuff. Good Lord. And this is just while Clinton was, you know, governor of Arkansas. And then you see how, as these years go by, all these people that are supposed to testify, you know, are end up disappearing or murdered, you know. And yeah, I see, I see the reports on Facebook, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still a give me proof guy. I always will be. Mm. You know, show show me proof of it. And, all right, then you got it. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes where it's just but, like. You know, it's like I, I also don't believe the world is so lazy that coincidences happen like that. Yes, the world is not that lazy. The universe is not. Yeah, <laughs> it just does not work that way. But you know, and I, I look at it like this. You know, it's you know we need facts, but on the other hand, you know I just see too much is just a coincidence that there is something shady going on. There is some type of you know illegal corruption that is going on related. You know, all around that, and I believe that the two boys' deaths were, you know, it has There's corruption in all of politics, and I'm, and it sounds like these poor boys were an awful part of some corruption that was taking place in that local yeah. government. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. That's what it I think like. it was just a you know, wrong wrong place, wrong time, and yeah. you know that. Imagine if they got away. You know the damage it could have done to. Oh, absolutely! They, absolutely. Either it would have done damage, or they would have been silenced eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that's true. And everybody that was going to testify, 
you know, in favor of the two boys and their family disappeared or were murdered. And it's just, there's it's too many people. I mean, it's just, Oh yeah. That doesn't yeah, happen. That doesn't happen. No, you know, and not, the information not. is out there. So, I mean, it's, it's, you can look, you look all the stuff I got off. It's all out there. So anything that I put was actually, I got from the internet. I got from news articles. I got from, you know, uh, whatever it's, it's, it's out there. So even though it, there's, you know, there, it, like it said on there, speculation and conspiracy and stuff, you know, yeah. I read to you what you can find out there. Okay. I didn't read you, you know, something no. that, you know, somebody made up. Right. You know, make your own judgments from it, but you know, at least give the information a chance. Mm-hmm. That, that's the point of that. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. But yeah, that is nuts. Those poor boys. I know, and the fact, I mean, man. Even today, actually, I mean, just just uh, all these different agencies. I mean, everywhere, just trying to get information, and there's they're being they're being blackballed. Oh yeah, 2018, and you know, and last year, still to this day, this has been what you know over to, over uh, over 20 years. Thirty years, isn't it? Um, 2007, Yeah, yeah. I can't add. That's okay. I can't. Matter. I can ba- I can barely. <laughs> I need a piece of paper and I'm good. I can count to twenty and a half if I'm not wearing shoes or pants. What's the ha- oh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You're welcome. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's that's an insane amount of time, and these people are still going after it. I I, I love that tenacity, though. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that's only the the kind of love and drive of, I think a parent can have. Yeah, I mean it's like the Johnny Gosh, you know, situation. I mean you you remember yeah. that one where the mother? Oh yeah, it was it it that destroyed her marriage with her husband, but yet. You know, she kept on, even still, she kept on to it. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's crazy. So I don't, I don't know if the, the, the two parents, if they're all together or whatnot, but I mean, still, it's 6.3 earthquake, 10 kilometers deep in New Caledonia. Where's New Caledonia? Ah, man, my, my geography's all freaked up. Hang on. I just got one of those alerts. Oh. So, you know, this one is in the ocean near New Caledonia, which is uh, just a little bit south uh, west of Fiji. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you threw a line between Brisbane and, and uh, from Brisbane, Australia to Fiji, it's right about there in the middle almost. Oh. So, Damn. Yeah, somebody's going to get a tsunami somewhere. Uh, it's only 6.3, though. Yeah, but I'm telling you. The magnitude is 6.3. The, Mer, uh, the Mercalli <sighs> scale is a 7. So mm-hmm. I use this app, and it's, it's a called... Um, okay, I, write it down, folks, okay? R-O... Shit. 
Wrong one. <laughs> I hope that's not the middle of it. Like r.o.r.o.shit. Dot. Are you ready, people? Because he told right. you to write this down, so he was ready. Yeah. Yep. R S O E space E D I S. <laughs> All right. I, I got it that time, right? You did. You did. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> So you can either and you can go on the website or but what I use I use I download the app and you can have the settings where you have alerts that go from like low, medium, high and then like emergency or something like that. You can set different tones which I had to change it cuz it would freak the bullet jagger out. Oh yeah. And, uh, and um and I have it to where only the the high and emergency ones will alert me. But um but I get for like all kinds of stuff, like uh, uh, earthquakes, tsunamis, major fires, you know, chemical attacks, uh, you know, you name God. it. I, mean, I get this before like it comes out on the news. I get it before, <sighs> you know, these other like the earthquakes. I'll get it on here before the USGS earthquake, whatever it is, puts their info out. Uh, well, did, does yours require? corroboration and all that because I'm sure because what they do you know they have to corroborate with so many different places to get the exact magnitude they're trying to dial the numbers to the exact points I'm not saying that yours isn't good I'm just saying they might be trying to get a little more definitive or is yours also like just as on point as their estimates are I can you break it down redneck style um, it's <laughs> not saying, not saying that no, I, I get you get it first, your app is better, Yeah, but maybe they're doing a little more triangulation, trying to get the exact point. You know, that's why their report may take longer. Like you can get the report faster just cause it breaks out along the, you know, well, I was, I almost said teletype. Holy God. How old school spook is that? Yeah. Okay. Almost said teletype, but when it breaks out on the newsreel, you know, it's, it's kind of a both because they'll get it. It's a company in Hungary. That's it's, um, and they they're pretty good and you'll get it out quickly but at the same time they also will go through and double check so sometimes you'll they'll go when you go to the site where the actual thing is because when you get the alert it'll give you a link into a website Mm -hmm. and you'll get different things to view like the detail the summary the map on where it is whatnot and occasionally you will get an update on that and if they get a better triangulation of it but okay, it's, okay. It gets pretty quick out. And it's like I said, I before any news picks this stuff up, it's, you know, I get it from there. Wow. That's cool. So, I mean, it, it's an amazing app. But, all right, man, you hit me with what you got. I want to hear about this guy. The baseball. All right. So, yeah, end of baseball season. Here we go. This is the uh, probably the greatest pitcher you've never heard of. I mean, maybe some people have who are, because I'm more of a fan of the older baseball. Um, This gentleman's name was Rube Waddell, R-U-B-E, Rube. And he was a Hall of Fame, or he is a Hall of Fame uh, baseball pitcher. Now, he was born George Waddell in October of 1876. And he did suffer from some form of undiagnosed mental disability. Uh, despite this fact, he became one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the game. Uh, he grew up on a farm in uh, northern Pennsylvania without any formal education, 
shocker with a nickname, right? Rube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he learned uh, outside. He lived on a farm, and his job was to keep the cows away from eating the fresh-growing uh, produce. So if the cows started to get near it, he would take rocks and throw them at the cows to get them away from the actual fields. Another theory of where he learned to pitch was he liked throwing rocks at birds, which is what I really didn't want to say. That makes him sound just like freaking awful. Or I guess just throwing rocks at animals. Uh, but anyway, he was uh, he was a good enough pitcher that at 19 he got a spot on a semi-pro team. And uh, when they brought him up from where he was in Pennsylvania, he really still didn't understand the rules of the game. Like if a batter hit a ball back to him, he would take the ball and just whip it as hard as he could at the batter. <laughs> and his coach finally had to tell him that, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Throw it to the first baseman. <laughs> and Rube's uh, response was, well, where I'm from, if you hit the batter, he's out too. So, I mean, the guy had a beautiful kind of logic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was I? I lost it. Uh, Throwing the ball at the dude. Oh, yeah. I find it on my paper. But, uh, he was uh, eventually the Franklin team folded, and uh, he ended up going on to uh, a team called the Braves. Now, while he was on uh, his semi-pro team, he started getting kind of a reputation. Uh, they got noticed because he would like get distracted during games, and not just like minorly distracted. Like, he would kind of wander off in the fifth inning and go fishing. <laughs> or, they'd, or they'd find him in a bar. <laughs> or he would walk up into the stands because somebody up there had a cute dog that he wanted to pet for the next three hours. I like this guy. And his, his most notable feature was, and all the teams he worked on feared this, but if a fire truck went by, he would sprint off the mound and chase the fire truck to wherever it was going to help out. <laughs> oh, I like this guy. I really do. Now, now, let that sink in, people. A grown man making money playing baseball. Would chase a fire truck. <laughs> like a dog. And what, what's great is he even wore a red shirt underneath his uniform in case a fire truck came by. Like this man was ready. <laughs> what what time frame was this again? Uh, he got hired on. This is you're looking from like 1901 to about 1914. Mm, mm. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So uh, the Braves team eventually co- uh, collapsed. He ended up going pro, but before that, he went. Uh, he got a job pitching on a college team, and because it was college, they really couldn't offer him a lot of money or anything. So they offered him room, board, a dollar a game, and tobacco, Shoot, and, fr- 
That's all and, you need, man. That's I mean that dog right there is cover, cover your uh, your beer and your your coffee. Yeah, and they offered him free tuition, which I mean the poor feller he never had any formal education anyway, so that was kind of you know a waste to him. But and it's a shame too because I mean probably really if he had any kind of education could have took some advantage of that. Uh, the games in those days were only seven innings long, too shorter than we know now. During this time, he averaged averaged 15 strikeouts a game. Wow. For those of you who don't know, that's that th- those are those are stats so good it's amazing. Uh, he was so good during this time that he would sometimes tell his teammates, the entire defense to leave the field that he didn't need them for this guy. And then he would go and strike out the batter without any other players on the field providing defense. Oh, wow. So during this time, you know, his notoriety is going up and up and up. And even like if he ended an inning with a strikeout, he would do cartwheels or somersaults off the field. Like the guy was complete nut. I love him. I want to go back so, in time and meet this guy. Just, just to I know. So uh, a pro team got wind of him. Uh, it was Louisville. And uh, they signed a contract with him, and he went up to Louisville. But unfortunately, he was only there for two days because he got super drunk out in public and he got a fine of $50 and he disputed the fine. Like he went to court, disputed the fine. He said, I don't see why I have to pay this. And they said, well, you can't do that. He's like, why can't I get drunk when I want or how drunk I want to get? And he didn't agree with it. So he quit the team after two days. Hmm. Uh, he did have a bad drinking problem. This was well known, and it was uh, due to the heavy drinking problem that he ended up kind of uh, bouncing around for a while, playing ball when the season was on, and wrestling alligators in the off season. I must say that again to you. Hmm. He wrestled alligators in the off season of baseball. Let, let's go back in time, man. I'm telling you, this Wait, guy is just... Whichever like, one of us builds the time machine first, we're going to let each other know, and that's the first place we're going. I mean, just... I take I, it back. That's the second place we're going. Like I said, I want one year in this guy's life, and it would be amazing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, In 1902, he went to another professional team, uh, the Philadelphia Athletics. He pitched 33 games. His average was 24-7. and seven. And... His uh, he had a record of a 2.05 ERA and had 210 strikeouts. That was 50 more strikeouts than Cy Young that year, and Young pitched a hundred more innings than this guy did. <laughs> he uh, he is also known for pitching the first immaculate inning. Those of you who don't know what immaculate immaculate inning is. It is three batters up, three batters down, nine pitches, boom, you're done. Uh, From 1903 to 1907, he led the league in strikeouts six years in a row. But his his eccentricities kind of kept getting the better of him. He would be late to games because he was out fishing, (laughs) uh, playing marbles with kids in the streets, or playing stickball down the roads of Philadelphia. 
uh, a famous baseball historian, Lee Allen, was quoted as saying, uh, he began the 1903 season sleeping in a firehouse in New Jersey, and he uh, ended it tending bar in West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) But in that year, he won 22 of those games. He toured the nation in a melodrama, which went really badly because due to his uh, disability, he wasn't able to memorize the lines of the script. So he would just make up lines <laughs> like randomly throughout the play. And his fellow actors would just kind of have to go with it. <laughs> uh, he fell in love, got married and divorced, saved a lady from drowning, shot a friend through the hand, and was bitten by a lion. That's in one year. That's in 1903. Man. The man was bitten by a lion. Yeah, that's who. How does that happen? I, I don't know. I, I don't. Hey, have you seen pictures of this dude? Yes, I have. That chin. Yes. Very, very mainly. Yeah, yeah. But the, he's got that high forehead, which makes it. It reminds me of a like a cartoon character or something, but I can't remember what. It's almost kind of like a Beavis butthead kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, with the with the kind of hair, but I just there's a cartoon character that looks like that, and I can't remember what it is. It might be uh the parody they did of John C. Riley on Family Guy that I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> with John C. Riley, I love you. That is not a knock on you. They just it was funny. You got to give him credit, man. But uh, like John C. Riley listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, due to his alcoholism, his performance really started waning, and he uh, he ended up pitching his last game in 1911. And uh, in 1912, he was living in Kentucky, and at the the place he was at, a nearby dam collapsed, and being the guy who chased uh, fire trucks, there he went. And he ended up saving several lives during the flood. He uh, went on into damaged homes and rescued people. A couple years after this, he ended up developing pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And uh, he passed in 1914. And on the greatest of days for this guy, April Fool's Day is the day this gentleman died. Mr. Rude Waddell. Yep. And uh, he ended up being inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1946. Wow. Yeah, and oh, this is even better. When he was with the Athletics, too, <laughs> his contract he actually had to sign had a no-eating-crackers-in-bed clause. <laughs> because back then, the teams, you know, they were poor. So a lot of guys had to share beds. Well, his bedmate was getting pissed off because he couldn't sleep because the guy continuously eat cookies and crackers in bed. <laughs> That's messed up. I just I I love that I have never heard of this guy and I found this. Like and such an interesting character. You know, I mean just the eccentricity of this guy, you'd love to know him. Oh that earthquake there was a six point three outside of New Caledonia, there's another six point eight. Anyways, go back to Rube uh Waddell. I found a picture of him and it yeah, is man. it's kind of designed of a like uh, the old baseball cards, but it's yeah. got a picture of him, and he's holding a puppy in his left arm, okay? And his right arm, he's holding an alligator. 
and <laughs> behind him, there's a lion just like standing on his two legs, like like it's gonna bite him and slash. Oh him. yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, this guy is just out of this world. I absolutely loved reading and listening about this guy. He was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you can say what you want about people like this. Yeah, I mean, he did have a massive drinking problem. He was probably kind of a jerk sometimes, probably when he was drunk. But, I mean, he would just, like, he was so himself. And I think that's what I like so much about him. Yeah, I... I you know, like, it, okay, I'm done pitching, I'm going I'm going fishing, or I'm going to play <laughs> stickball. Like, I, I've done my job here. You people got it now. <laughs> like, I... I want to hang out with this guy. I want to go back in time and hang out with him. I know. He, he would be the second guy that I'd go hang out with. Who's the first? Really? Don't say Jesus. You're going to say Jesus. I mean, I I'm, I was... Okay. Really? Okay, he, he would be he would be the third guy, actually, because I forgot. Yeah, I would go see Jesus. But um, no, there's another guy I wouldn't want to go see. Who? Huh? Who? Daniel, the prophet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's either see, now him, that's see, I respect that. Either that's him cool. or Enoch. Enoch, yeah. That's one thing I always said if I had a time machine. One of the three top events I would go see was two of them were actually biblical. Yeah. One was the actual uh, time during the crucifixion. Yeah. The other one was the flood. That's what I'd want to go back and see. Not to live and stay, but just to see, just, to witness. I, fly I, on the wall style. The flood, I've heard some different versions on that, and the hydroplate theory is violet. No, thank you. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't, like I said, I don't want to be in it. Like I said, fly on the wall, kind of just watching, you know, snow globe style. The fourth wall, basically. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be. I just, if it was just a vision to be able to see, if I wanted to go back in time and live during a certain time, no, sir. Wow. Yeah, the the hydroplate theory is probably the most brutal and violent version of the flood that I've I've uh, looked up. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look at hydroplate. Yeah, hydroplate theory. It's also if you're gonna put any of the theories on a scientific level. It's more so, it, it, it's the only one that's the most scientific on it. But there are still scholars that, you know, they're like, oh, no, this can't happen, this can't happen, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it's, you know, either way, it's still open up to turkey. I mean, science, I mean, come on now, it's, it's, but, yeah. What? It's what? It's, 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 it's what it is. No, no, you're going to tell me what it is now. I had, I lost my train of thought. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. What is science? No, no. Science, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now you're dealing with someone who's in the science field. Now you're going to tell me. Well, what I, it, I don't remember. Now, the, now, now, I will grant you. Are there things science can't explain? Yes. Absolutely. But I, I respect science for being able to say, no, we don't understand it, but damn it, we're trying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And that's why I like it. Because it's not afraid to admit it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, we recall drugs all the time. We, you know, okay, well, this does this, but that needs to get taken off the market. You know, I mean, there's actually back into this. 
You know, speaking of a drug, there's one of them that uh, the VA gives me. I heard uh, his actually have a, some bad reactions, long-term, you know, health problems. What is it? Uh, it starts with an O. Omni oh, that helps. Um, um, uh, shoot, where's my wallet at? I've got it right in here. Come to find out, quite a few guys I know, they get it, the VA gives it to them. Um, huh. it's, I've got it right here in this little pocket. It's called a uh, omeprazole. Okay. Um, it was some article, I think. I believe I put it on my Facebook. The Book of Faces. The Book back. of Faces. The Book of Faces. Hmm. And crazy people. Well, I don't know why it would have such a bad reaction to you, though. Uh, not really a reaction. It's long-term, like, severe long-term health problems. Like what? I mean... I have to go back to it, honestly. I'm actually trying to look through to find it. But I think... It, because, I mean, it's just it's just a stomach acid reducer, man. I, yeah, I'm trying to find this thing. Hang on. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a little more look for it later and see what I can. Uh, and uh, okay, folks, he has gone to the bathroom. He's he's uh he's getting up and walking now. So all right, we'll be right back. Did you have to announce it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, uh, okay, uh, he has gone to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we are back, folks, and uh, um, Gravy, our, uh, he is. Um, I had finished. sweet tea at dinner, and it just kill. It's killing me. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever tried sleep deprivation tank, or a sensory deprivation tank? Okay, not the complete full one. I what I did was a, uh, it's like a the, the salt water one, but you go in yeah. and it's not completely um, sound as far as sealed wise. But yeah, uh -huh. you you do like no kidding float, and I've actually yeah. fallen asleep for it. It was a birthday gift, and I had like several different you know sessions. Matter of fact, I still have one left. But man, I have to tell you something. If and I made the mistake once. I had the runs for like almost a week straight. So I was a little bit raw. Okay? Oh. And I, I got that that, that salt. Oh my god. I went in there and I was just like ah. this 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 uh not really a yell, but it was kinda like a it was a sound. <laughs> uh that I can imagine that hurting. Yeah, that was, was that would be bad. I, I, man, I, I really want to try one. You know how it gets when you do the whole, you know, you're, you've had the runs for a few days, and you're like, oh, man, that kind of hurts. Yeah. You know, it, it takes you a few days to kind of get back, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got an A&D ointment, that puppy. Now, I would love to do, like, the full isolation one. There is um, there is a, uh, I want to do the soundproof room as well. I want to yeah. break, break the record for that. What's the record? Isn't that like only like eight minutes or something like that? Oh, I think it's like an hour or something. Or I can't. Is remember. it really? I don't know. I, I just I'm people. I've only seen that little blib on 
the yeah. internet a couple times. So yeah, and uh, I think I looked it up at a somewhat decent website, but um, but I mean it's it out there. Denmark or something? No, there's a few of them around the country actually. Are there really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but I, I really want to try that sensory deprivation tank. I yeah, think that would be an interesting experience. Yeah, I want to do the whole, you know, sound kind of. If I just do the whole with this no sound, I think, yeah. you know. Well, they even have some that play music, and I'm like, well, that's not the point of a sensory deprivation tank. 6.4 off of New Caledonia. Another one? Yeah. 6.3, 6. 6.8, 6.4. God. This place is getting rocked. Everywhere's getting rocked, man. I'm telling you. The earth is unhappy. It's going to shake us off like a bad case of fleas. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. Tell you. I'm so happy Halloween's here. The Shining is back on Netflix. Oh, really? Oh, man. man it's gonna that, be, that's, that's my night tomorrow night. That's that, what I'm doing. I'm making some popcorn, a, a nice big hoagie sandwich. Boom, The Shining. Mm. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, no one else in the house wants to watch some of the scary movies I do. I'm trying to get them to watch <sighs> Evil Dead. Oh, that's one of the best ones. I love Evil Dead. It's so campy. The first one. No, the first one. Okay. The very first one. The actual one that they turned in as a college film. Yeah. The first one that they did. That's the best one. Yeah, two was more of... um... It was kind of a remake of one. Yeah, not as many people. Yeah, not not as many people as the first one. Yeah. But But a better budget. I think two had a lot more blood. Wait, wait, which it, one it, had? We went, which one was excess on the blood? Was it one or two? I can't remember. I I think believe it's two. Hmm. I believe it's two because one really they didn't have a whole lot. Yeah, like everything was more of an off-screen kind of horror. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two they did have. I remember now because the budget they had was better, and it was pretty much yeah, it was pretty much like a remake, is what it was. Well, I mean, you can talk about all the the ones that they've remade. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm sorry, the first one's way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween. Um, I gotta admit, I, John Carpenter's is my favorite, but the one Rob Zombie did, because he started from, I think, he actually showed some of the childhood and brought it into that time, I kind of liked it. Almost as much. It's almost just up there with me. I haven't seen his version or some of the see. Man, there's like some of those movies. Like I just couldn't keep watching all the sequels. Oh yeah, yeah. But I like that they've never really tried. Well, oh yeah, they did. I was about to say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but they did do it. They did remake it. Yep. That sucks. I forgot about that. Oh god, that makes me nauseous. If there's a horror one I would like to see remade, that would be the uh, original uh, Poltergeist. I'll tell you who'd have been great in that if they'd have done it when she was younger. Dakota Fanning playing the lead role. 
Hmm. She would have been awesome in that. I mean, look what she did. She did that awesome movie with, uh, what is it, uh, Man on Fire, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Her and Denzel. I mean, that's a heavy movie. That's no light movie. I mean, she could have, I think, done Poltergeist. What was her name in that? What was the lead character's name? Uh, what was the movie called again? Poltergeist. You mean the lead character, the daughter? Yeah, the, the daughter. Yeah. What was her name? The the actual actor or the? No, no, no. The character. The character is Caroline. Caroline. That's it. God, that was killing. I was thinking Annabelle kept going over my head, but that movie sucked. That was by, uh, if I remember right, it was Heather O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Rourke, Rourke. I can't do my R's. Rourke. 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 And she died. Of, didn't she pass of like an undiagnosed heart condition or something like that? I think I'm not. I'll, I'd have to look it up. Because that sure. was another. That was another one of those cursed movies, where people were dying and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. And what was the lady that the midget? It was like Zelda something. She played a uh, uh, little person, not midget, sir. <laughs> I get told that all the time. Little person. <laughs> <laughs> This house is clear. Say <laughs> <laughs> Caroline. I don't think I can do it like her. <laughs> I really don't. I've tried. I can't do it either. Who would play her, though? Who would play her? Yeah, that's 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 what... Roseanne Barr is not busy, is she? Oh, my God. No, you can't. No, no. <laughs> Some, an actual actor, okay? Or actress. Ooh. Who would play Zelda? I don't know. Um, or Tangina was her uh, this the character name. Uh, but, um, I'm trying to think of somebody that's even on par, and I'm even trying to think of the dad. Like the dad, I can see more as like, because uh, you know they do have that small little pot scene in the beginning and stuff like that. But I would like to see like almost like an Owen Wilson. Or somebody like that who has more of a, a a little bit of a funny background to be put in that situation. Yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn. Vince. I, oh, Vince yeah. Vaughn might be great in that. He, you know, and I think he kind of would too. Or uh, we go opposite of Vince Vaughn, um, who's the uh, wow guy. Um, that's Owen Wilson. That's the that's the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, Owen Wilson. Sorry, what am I yeah, thinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought most, it too. For some reason, I pictured a different face. But yeah, Owen Wilson, I, I, I think that would actually be really good. Uh, he could pull it off because he can do serious and funny. He can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, but it'd be horror. I mean, he hasn't done a horror movie. Who, Owen Wilson? Yeah. No, he hasn't. No, yeah, he did The Haunting, which is, I mean, kind of semi horror, but it's horror. Hey. He, was, he was in The Haunting. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's, it's... Dude, have you watched the series The Haunting of Hill House? No, I have not. I'm on episode six. You need to watch it. You, you, you know I me how it is with me and TV shows. I know, I know, but... No one wants try. what I want to watch, and everybody else has like a hundred shows, so... It's get, like... Get on, get on your phone, man. Get on your tablet. <laughs> it's it's worth it. it. It really is. It's a good show. I, I am working on the uh, this season's... Um, American Horror Story. 
I haven't watched that, I want to say, since Coven. You know, and and the first three seasons were awesome. I, I could they were? Not, yeah, I couldn't get to none of them afterwards. I have a... One was just great in its own right, because it was just... You know, it it everything played. And then two and three, like my wife, is her, three is her favorite, Coven. And I really like Coven. But I... Two is my favorite. The Mental Asylum. Asylum. Asylum That was, was my, my favorite. favorite. Yes. Uh, I, you and I in Asylums for some reason. Anything weird? Yeah. Just, that's... Yeah, I loved Asylum. I thought that one was so... Because it, it, it was so multi-layered. There was so much crap going on. You know what? You know? You, you, you're going to have to research the closest mental asylum that's uh, um, near you. Because the next time I come back to the mainland, I'm able to visit. Uh, you are not going to make an overnight trip or a weekend trip to a mental asylum. Well, if you're going to come back to the mainland, we need to find one that's like equidistant. Mm. You know, so you don't got to fly like all the way to the East Coast or anything like that. Or even if there's a great one on the West Coast, it's shit. It's only a five hour flight for me to get over there. If I'm coming to the East Coast there, I'd be eventually going down to Georgia to see my brother. So, Oh, oh, oh there's plenty down that way. Uh, there we go. Hell yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem spending a night in an abandoned, you know, mental hospital. Me either. I do it every night at home. <laughs> nah, I, see, but I hate how, like, I have one friend, he goes to, uh, what is it, the East East Penitentiary? Some penitentiary, a haunted penitentiary up in, like, West Virginia or Pennsylvania every year. Yeah. He goes up there once a year. It's, like, his yearly thing. But he says it is so loud because of all the people there. And that's one thing I don't like about stuff like that is it gets so popularized. Wait, wait, wait. People as in the the evil entities or as No, in... no, as in people looking for stuff. Oh, okay. Like well, he, so... he tries to find like a closet way out away from everybody and he even like locks himself into that and like sits there to yeah, tries to do his that's stuff. That. Yeah, that's that's in the that'd be too I couldn't do that. Um, now yeah. you said like a lot of people's first entities. Nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I've been on the Queen Mary, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought that was a good time in Cali. Yeah. Queen Mary, Queen Mary. The haunted ship. Oh, okay, the one that's like permanently docked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I remember seeing a couple things on that. Yeah. Alright, alright. Um, I didn't feel anything, I'll tell you that much. I felt my wallet get lighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't really like actively seek out places like that. I mean, it's just, but I mean, it's... I'd have no problem like touring around or something because it, 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 I know what's out there, but I mean, there, there's just, well, there is a limit. I mean, when it, I mean, when you start we're built coming, of energy, that energy's got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I believe that there's demons out there and there's some really screwed up ones. So, I mean, it's, but yeah. Uh, oh. Well done, sir. Well done. Quality, mate. Quality. 
Yeah, I've got gas. <laughs> oh, like this is a newsflash to anybody that listens to this. <laughs> By the way, we're two people who have a lot of gas. <laughs> oh, I got, I got wor- wor- a little worried earlier this morning. Why is that? Oh, I... We're still recording. I can't do it. I can't say it. What? It's about the fart? Oh, yeah, the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Psh, dude. Don't worry about that. It was like a little bubble that like popped. And I wasn't sure. I was like, wait a minute. Do I want to sit up or stand up right now? <laughs> okay, to, to relieve any kind of anxiety you have, I told my first shit my pants story. Which was with my ex-wife when we were furniture shopping. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And what, what was mine? The, I think you had a couple. Well, here's my second one. Okay. Well, actually, here's just another one. <laughs> there <laughs> are some... just, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, uh, I'm at work. I had been feeling sick for about a week. It happens. You got to work. Mm-hmm. So, that morning, uh, the ladies came in to relieve us. And I was standing there giving a report and I'm standing up and I got just a coffin fit, man. Huh. And it was one, it was one of those. And I was just like, uh, uh, and it was like right at the last one where, you know, like I'm putting force behind it. This cough is going to be the last one. Uh, and I felt it and I stood straight up. I mean, 10 soldiers straight, bam, stood up. And I looked at the girl I was giving a report to Melissa and I said, I'll be right back. And I turned and walked <laughs> and I walked to the bathroom and I got in the bathroom and I was like, oh man. And it was just like this beautiful Jackson Pollock, Shazaza, like <laughs> right in my undies, oh, yeah. had gone through. So cleaned myself up, took my undies off, went back out, finished report. And <laughs> they're like, what was that? And I had to tell them, I was like, cause you know, I have no shame, but yeah. you know, it happens. So I told them, and it was just the funniest damn thing. <laughs> like, I, I love the ladies I work with. They've seen me totally at my worst, like, just post-shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> so don't you feel bad about a weird bubble fart? <laughs> don't you dare. Hey, you know, it, the fact that you, you, you describe it as one of, you know, uh, one of Paul Pollock's paintings just made it so much better. It was, man, and it, it was just, and because I felt it when it came out, it was just a spray. It was just a, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was down the pool here. I was watching a boy, well, you know, just kind of sitting there, listening to uh, music and smoking a cigarette while he played in the pool, and I had another, you know, just like you, one of those little coughing things, and outlet a fart. And I was like, okay, I don't think this is quite so hot, and or quite the um, quite so safe, should I say? So I stood up, and I was like, you know, I think a little more than air came out of that, and I just kind of, you know, you kind of twist your body to kind of look in it, you know, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't see it. Just trying to lift the leg, you're like, okay, I still can't see it, and then it's just like, okay, I'm gonna move, ship the shorts over. Oh, yep. I just took oh. them off. I just, I just, 
I threw him on the ground, <laughs> sprayed it down with a hose, and jumped right in the pool. I was just like, "Hey, this will work." <laughs> Put a couple more glory tablets in. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It's like a month ago. <laughs> that's fantastic. That is yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, that is good. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'm sorry, it happens. It happens. It does. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's just one of them things. And I hate that people are so. We, we are a very self conscious society about our bodies. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, well, I know Europe is far more advanced. You know, at least with accepting of you know your body as it is. I mean, when, I mean, when your teeth looks like the front end of a car got hit a hit a cow i mean yeah you just kind of yeah, not all of them are like that come on now yeah i know a lot of spanish people have great teeth you know i i was talking about british people not spanish oh 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 british oh we're segregated okay yes I yes i didn't the british let me think i uh, i did the, meet some british the girls people, the, the other white people <laughs> <laughs> I did meet I did meet some uh, some uh, English ladies when I lived in Spain. Uh, met a few when I was in London. I I, ne I really never met any with really awful teeth. Yeah, Europe. I, mean, I can't. I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm honestly trying to think, and I have. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really met. Then again, I'm sure the concentration of who I've met and who you know gets put on. You know, national or international broadcast is far different, but you know, I, I'm not going to say that. Well, the majority I've met, <laughs> that's like you know, what thirty people. <laughs> it's completely ludicrous. <laughs> well, everybody I know, what all three of them, George? Yeah, all three. <laughs> oh yeah. But that is the stereotype, isn't it? Awful teeth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, now why uh, do you think that is? Well, I think it's genetics, honestly. Really? Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I said genetics because it just it sounds good. In truth, I have not a clue. Do you think as? You know, I, I I don't know why I always go like sociological on it, but do you think just maybe because us as a society we view that perfectly aligned teeth are better than not perfectly aligned teeth? Oh yeah, you like kidding? That's me? that's part of it, or I mean, we you think know, our shit don't stink, but then that's again, it. If, you, if you go to Arkansas, I mean, their teeth are as screwed up as you have in, in Great Britain. Yeah, all three of them, yeah. all three of their teeth just yeah. rotted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my teeth look better than Hillary Clinton's, okay? We are really beating the shit out of Arkansas tonight, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. The the other the other Kansas. Did, did did their football team get beaten this weekend as well? Because these poor people are taking a whooping. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh how the Razorbacks do. <laughs> I just I've never been impressed with Arkansas. And it's I don't know, it's I've been there several times, and uh, there's only one thing in Arkansas I like, and that's just a—it's uh, a training organization down there, and I, that, that's really about it. 
that was the uh, when I was driving across country. The one state I stopped in when when I got out to get gas, I was massively uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, le- I legitimately felt like maybe I should have put my gun on when I walked into the gas station. <laughs> was this North Little Rock, and was this gas station guy the only white dude in the area? And he's saying, "Dude, you're not good." For no, me. no, like okay, it was on. Right. It was. <laughs> just off the interstate like this itty bitty town middle and nowhere and pulled up and you know I, I was you know nine years in New York nine years in Arizona respectively growing up so I wasn't at many places where they put like diners and gas stations this wasn't a thing where like anywhere I grew up where there was you know somebody sitting there slinging ash around here and like right when I walked in, everyone just stopped. I mean, the record screeched. Hang, hang on one second here. Okay, sorry about that. I had the the audio screw up mishap. Oh no, you're all right. Go ahead. Um, you you said oh. Arizona, New York, whatever. You're not used to yeah. having diners in a gas. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it was... no. I had never seen that before anywhere, anywhere I've ever been. I had never seen it, and uh, <clears throat> so, <laughs> like, I walked in, and I mean, everything stopped. Radio screeched. <laughs> Here's a guy, you know, I, I was covered, you know, I, I do have one full sleeve, another one, I guess, kind of almost done, you know, shorts, flip flops coming from, you know, I was going from Cal, or I just left Hawaii, landed in Cali and drove from Cali and I was going to Florida, hmm. you know, shorts on, baggy t-shirt and everyone just stopped it and just was looking at me and I was hmm. like, all right, all right. And I, I had been stopping like with a quarter tank of gas to keep it, you know, just above a quarter tank. And like right when I walked in and everyone turned and looked at me, I just turned and walked out. <laughs> just got right back in my car. Got right back on the freeway. I was like, next big city, here I come. <laughs> I would have pushed my damn car if I had to. Yeah, I keep forgetting you're not a big country fan. Uh, it's not that I'm not a big country fan. It's just that it's it's an unknown environment to me. You know, I know New York, I know Arizona, I know, you know, the military, but I don't know, country stuff just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not used to it. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of it. I love, I love our little diners around here. Well, tell you what, one of these days I'll take you down to Georgia. We'll, we'll rent a couple canoes and we'll go down some, uh, you know, some river and we'll, you know, Bring a guitar, play guitar. I'll find some dude with a banjo. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll beat you to death and drag your canoe back just so I can get the deposit. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, yeah. Now, if you want to take a couple kayaks down a river and go fishing, yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I'm. Uh, I hear the kids are home from school, so I'm. Uh, oh, good times. Good times. I'm gonna step out here see what they're getting into. Okay, um, I'm thinking what next uh, week we'll do the random facts. Oh, that sounds good to me. I That'd like be fun. It, unless we decide to do it in a day or two. Uh, let me think. Uh, it's just I got to go to work in the morning, and I got my boy at that night. Hmm. But if you want to do it on Wednesday, we could definitely can. Wednesday, okay. Yeah, Wednesday sounds great to me. Okay, yeah, let you know. We'll do fifteen apiece. Yeah, perfect. We don't want to go too much more than that. We'll probably be like three hours trying to look shit up. We we actually will be like, I don't know. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> now, and you got to go to one of those like half-assed websites where you get the facts from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you can't go to the Encyclopedia Britannica. I will not. I promise. I promise I will not have 100% facts. And, and, well, it may be a couple of them. That's fine. I might actually do like two of them or three of them from the encyclopedia just because. You just want to do the other shit fun? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I even That's thought awesome. they were all, hey, I thought they were, I, I, I kind of figured they were all real to begin with, but. <laughs> you know, I, I, that was great. I had fun. It was. It was a blast. That was a good time. Okay. Hey, folks. Um,. You be good to each other this week. You'll either hear us in a few days or next week. And uh, do something nice for somebody. Don't be a dick. It's not cool to be an asshole. And don't be a douchebag. Don't be All a right, douchebag, bro. All right, take care of you. All right, later on, man.